Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Good morning, gentlemen. What up, baby? Yeah, so <laughs> Rogers. Uh, sir, can you please produce the uh, deed to this property? Yeah, it's right here. <laughs> it's right here. I got you. <laughs> Key, I felt like that he, he just kind of let him hang around in the first half just to like a cat playing with a mouse. <laughs> he let him hang around in the first half and they got to work. Yeah, it was uh... – it is what it is. I, I never felt, you know, okay, so everybody was like, yeah, it's 3-0 Chicago. But in the end, you knew that Aaron Rodgers was going to take care of business. Just like in the end, you knew that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Tom Brady was going to take care of business. Yeah. There's just certain guys in this league that you don't have to worry about. And Aaron Rodgers is clearly one of them. Despite whatever uh, information about a toe and – and the way people want to make it sound and sensationalize it, and Aaron Rodgers is obviously feed into that. But the Green Bay Packers are one of the top four teams that will be standing in the Final Four when it comes championship weekend. Yeah, I, I hear him on Tom Brady, even though I, I do think there's some home cooking there a little bit with the Bucks. There was a potential oh, yeah. P.I. call that was not called. I digress to come back the to dig, the digs play. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I thought yeah. that was a P.I. But anyway, we'll, we'll get yeah. back to the Packers. Yeah. Uh, I just look. For the Bears, one positive thing, Kenny Grant. I mean, watching that guy, I'm like, all right, like reminds me of Devin Hester a little bit. And I think Justin Fields played decently. I just that was a, that was a hell of a run. Hell of a run. I yeah. just think Aaron Rodgers is just. I mean, this team is just built differently, and their defense, their defense has stepped up tremendously. They continue to grow. So, I want you to listen to Aaron Rodgers at the post game presser. You know, I did notice he was throwing off his back foot, like off his heel, almost a lot, and of course throwing dimes. <laughs> But this is what he said at the post-game presser. No, it feels worse. I don't know what kind of setback uh, that I had tonight, but I will look at it tomorrow. But definitely, uh, definitely take a step back tonight. Are you thinking more inclined to, to get surgery with how it feels now? Or? Yeah, I, mean, I can't make that call right now. We're going to look at it tomorrow, uh, do a film. And, and uh, I mean, that, that would be last, uh, last resort for sure. But I got to see uh, what kind of setback it was tonight. Talking about his toe injury, Key, do you think it has affected his play at all? 29 to 37, 350 and what, three touchdowns? Like the four touchdowns or something wild like that? Yeah. Yeah. And, and since his toe was discovered, that is now, I don't know, 600 yards and, and something like seven touchdowns. Yeah, it's really affected him. Just, just great. Yeah, I everyone should stub their toe before they go to work. 650 <laughs> yards, six touchdowns, zero interceptions the last two games. <laughs> So even if Aaron Rodgers is at 85%, him throwing off his back foot, not being able to pivot the way he would like to because of his pinky toe, team can still pinky win the Super toe. Bowl. His pinky toe. Shot my pinky toe. Pinky toe. But, Key, are you worried? Like, look, I hear him say uh, it's worse than turf toe, which is painful, right? So yeah. it's worse than that. Then I heard it was the pinky toe. I'm like, all right, man, it's not your big toe. It's not, you're not going to put the same kind of pressure on it. But he seems to talk about it a lot. Like, like guys, this is Aaron actually- Rodgers talks about a lot though in general, not just his toe. He's always talking. I mean, that's the beauty of it. And guess what? People like you run and just, like, you oh, just yeah. eat it up. It's just, right. You just uh, right. It's like you can't toe, wait delicious. to digest it. I mean, that's just he knows what he's doing, and that's good. I play it, play it all the way to the end. Um, if it was if it was that big of a deal, Aaron Rodgers certainly wouldn't be playing. 
and he certainly wouldn't be having the, the two games that, that he's played since we discovered his toe. He wouldn't be playing at the level that he's playing at, which Don't is an MVP more credit level. In football, though, and tackle football in the NFL. Don't you get more credit if every time they ask you about it, you're like, no, no, it's fine. I'm out there, so I'm good enough to play, blah, blah, blah. Right? Like, Everybody doesn't... approaches it differently, though, in terms of the message that they're trying to deliver. It all just depends on who you are and how you want to deliver that message because there are a segment of people out there that will eat that up and they will talk about it constantly and over and over and over. This conversation that he had post-game is going to run all day long. It's going to start off on this show. It's going to go to first take. It's go, no, it's going to start off in this show, go to Get Up. It's going to move from Get Up to First Take. First Take to Sports Center. Sports Center on. Then it'll be just in. Matt Kellerman, he'll be screaming and hollering and trying to get uh, x ray exams on it and pictures of it. Then it'll go to the 6 o'clock Sports Center. But before that, it'll be on the NFL Live. I mean, and then other, other outlets across the country will carry it as well. That's I mean, right. we're, we're talking about Aaron Rodgers' pinky toe as if we're talking about Baker Mayfield and his torn labor. You know what I mean? Like, like almost like the same severity right. to a degree. Let me tell oh, you, by the way, yeah. he'll be on a Pat McAfee show at some point in time, <laughs> no and I'm doubt. sure they'll put the X-ray up to exactly. show how the bone is slightly <laughs> bruised and curved. And, come right. on, man. Smart. So That's different. right. He just diagram. He just broke down how it's all going to happen. This is how the play develops throughout the day, right? But let me, let me offer a counterpoint, okay? Tell me what you think about this. You're going to get kind of clowned about a pinky toe, right? Like, if, 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 like if you're going to highlight something, why are you highlighting an injury to your pinky toe? Which is everyone's going to be like, uh, all right, man, because even, if, even silly, if you didn't have a pinky toe, like, so what? It's a pinky toe. Because the silly people are going to gravitate toward the conversation. So I win regardless if I'm Aaron Rodgers. If I don't say anything about it, see, I'm going to make it appear as though the toe is so severe that at the end of the season, they're going to cut it off. Mm. They're going to just get rid of it. And then what you're going to say is, man, he's really out there playing with a, a toe that's just devastating, but he's slicing and dicing. What a tough guy. Man, this is why we got to have Aaron Rodgers. This is why Aaron Rodgers. And, and man, if, if there was anything severely wrong with Aaron Rodgers, he would not be playing football right now. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with his toe to the degree that he can't play in dominating the fashion in which he dominates. I, I mean, like, come on, man. In you, you, def- you, you, yeah. Nobody else could do yeah. that. In his defense, it's not like he came to the podium and was like, hey, let me address my pinky toe. Yeah. I mean, he was asked a question about his pinky toe. And you don't know that you're going to be asked a question about something that you continue to talk about in the postgame, Jay? You don't, think you, you don't think for one minute Aaron Rodgers thought, oh, well, maybe the game's over now. Maybe they just might ask me about my toe. <laughs> By the way, um, I'm getting uh, a lot of blowback already. Apparently, I said the pinky toe, no big deal, and uh, pinky toes are very offended. Uh, that's all over Twitter now. The pinky toes of the world oh, are you're trending. Extreme, uh, trending. Extremely upset. I apologize to any pinky toes. I may have offended. Uh, I, like, you just can't say anything. There's a co- coalition oh, of pinky toes. It's a coalition joke, of pinky toes. <laughs> Apparently, I offended pinky toes when I... Well, what's a pinky toe? You're always offending somebody, yes. you know? What's what what is Aaron that, Rogers? though, uh, Max? What do you mean you're offending the pinky toe? Exactly. <laughs> Be a part of Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max Nation on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. Call us at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. ESPN Nation is presented by Dr. Pepper. College football is heating up and fans are hyped. Return to glory with Fansville by Dr. Pepper, the one fans deserve. So, guys... We like you know, not a big surprise. Aaron Rodgers and the Packers took care of the Bears. 
Chiefs stomp the Raiders. We'll tell you whether that team in Kansas City is the best in the AFC. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and ESPN2. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. Keyshawn J. Will and Max on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, ESPN2. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. All phone guests join us via the Goodyear hotline. You can tweet us on the Dr. Pepper Twitter feed at KeyJandMax, 888-729-3776, 888-SAY-ESPN. And now it's time for Straight Talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. That's all I do is I, I, I just read sponsored things for less than um, Guys, the Kansas City Chiefs started slow. Now, I, it's not the first time we've seen them struggle early in the year, although there were more losses accumulated, it seemed, early. They had a brand-new rebuilt offensive line. That usually takes time to gel over the course of a season. Spagnola defense usually comes on second half of seasons. I know as a Giants fan, Andy Reid a lot of times, there were years with – Eagles wound up in the NFC Championship game, starts 0-2, right, like that. But now it seems like they've caught fire. And key, Jay, like I still haven't seen Mahomes' A game. <laughs> they're beating up on teams, Key. I, I, to me, that's not A-level a, a Mahomes, and they're beating up on teams. Well, I don't know what, what level it is if it's not A-level. I mean, I don't – guy continues to dominate the opponent. Um I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what we're looking for. What are, you, what are we looking for? Because he certainly clearly is a better quarterback on the field each and every single time that he takes the field. Uh, you know, statistically, you know, he hit a few chunk plays yesterday. Uh, and as you could tell, that was very, uh, very indicative of the final score as well as the final tally on the statistical side of things. So, I mean, I don't really have much to add to this other than the Kansas City Chiefs are the real team in the AFC. And I, understand that, and I understand that the New England Patriots mm. are the top seed, and I understand people feel good about what they've seen in Bill Belichick. They certainly are going to win that division, in my opinion, but they're not the better football team of the two. 
I think it's the Kansas City Chiefs right now because of the ability to be explosive. Yes, there is a certain formula to dying slowly in the NFL, methodical like the New England Patriots. Then there's a quick strike team the moment that you look at what they're able to do in Kansas City, both now on the defensive side as well as on the offensive side. The great thing about the defenses is giving the offense the short field now. That's something that you certainly want in an offense. So they don't have to go 90 yards. They can go 40 and score. They can go 35 and score, and that's all that really matters when you're talking about the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, Jay, they, they I mean, what Key just said is right. Like the, I like the Chiefs better than the Patriots because – they can beat you the way the Patriots beat you. They've done that to some teams this year, right? Like with the defense and they can control the clock and stuff like that. But the difference is Mac Jones, a real good rookie. Patrick Mahomes can do things that Mac Jones could only dream of. And, and when you talk about the elite teams, give me that. I'm still not going to be prisoner of the moment, though, as it relates to the Chiefs. Look, I, in their last two games against the Raiders, man, the final score would have been 138 to 22. <laughs> okay. Last two games against the Raiders. And for me, it's like uh, as a player sometimes when we look at our schedule, I'll be real with you too, Max, there will be certain games where we're coming off like a three-game road trip and we're all cold places. We're going down to Miami. We're like, look, we're probably not going to win this game. We're going to go out the night before. The way you look at your schedule. And we also have teams where they weren't great defensively. Like, all right, that's going to be a get-right game for us. If we're struggling for three or four games, we can get right. And that's what I see the Raiders' defense being for the Kansas City Chiefs. When they score 41 points the first game, and then they come back versus the boys, and they score 19 points. The get right Then versus Bron- Broncos, they score 22 points. And so, oh, here come the Raiders again. Let's score 48 points. All right, that's fine. Let's see if they can t- continue to sustain that type of huge chunk plays, and that offense can start living up to that same hype that the defense has been growing into. That's what yeah, I want right. to see. Max, when you look at this football team, you look at the Kansas City Chiefs, you, you – typically look at Patrick Mahomes and that is the way you should look at things but when you can go 24 of 28 and you can throw for 255 yards and two touchdowns and don't turn the ball over something they've been doing now for the last I don't know what six games in a row they have not turned the ball over at an alarming rate like they did at the first half of the season that made people scratch their head and wonder what the Kansas City Chiefs are all about when they can methodically run the football, not necessarily get 200 yards on the ground, but do the attempts, five-yard average, 4.5, 3.9, when you can do that and get the short field and you can have huge days by your defense in terms of Honey Badger uh, creating turnovers and Mike Hughes creating turnovers in the secondary, you're going to win a lot of games. There's, got, there's not going to be a team in the National Football League, especially on the AFC side, that can compete with that. Mm. Um, they are a team that when they get into the red zone, they put points up on the board. And that is what you have to do in order to win in this league. It can't be about the, the sexiness or the opponent, the lack thereof, the opponent. It has to be about what you can do on your side of the ball to continue to move things forward. If you run up against teams that are struggling, guess what? You're supposed to put 48 points on them. Because that's the difference in who we are versus who they are. If it was a 9-17 game, then I would question who the Kansas City Chiefs are. But the fact that it was 48-9 to tells me who Kansas City is. Well, Patrick Mahomes, well, listen to him. He feels like the team's coming together. 
there's a feeling of we, we're coming together and, and figuring each other out and learning how to play complementary football. Um, but every team's different. I mean, uh, every season's different. Uh, you're going to face challenges and adversity together. Um, and we faced a lot of adversity early in the year, which we weren't people hadn't seen, and kind of people kind of threw us down and, and act like we were done. Um, but you're seeing now that we we have the guys to do it, and it's if we come together as a team and take it day by day, we can go out there and do what we want to do. Yeah, that's what you need to be doing. He he's exactly right in terms of day by day doing the things that you need to do and coming together as a unit, all three phases of the game, offense, defense, and special teams. Everybody's a contributor. And when you have that on your team, you're going to win a whole hell of a lot of football games and you're going to put fear into, you're going to strike fear into the opponent. And I think that's where Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy and Patrick Mahomes and Kelsey and Tyreek Hill and all the gang is coming to the point, even to the point where Flash Gordon is now being involved. He, they're getting him involved. Josh Gordon is involved in the offense now. Yeah. Jay, I, that's like they are. They're, they're starting to click. It's like Apple stock, Max. Yeah. It's just going to keep going It's going to keep going. But uh, what I mean by I haven't seen the A game is Mahomes hasn't had to, right? The, in this run, the defense, like they scored nine points. So Keith said if it was 17-9, it would be different. But they could have won 17-9. That's the same win. It's worth the same. He hasn't had to be Superman. But what's the A game, though, Max? I mean, 24, 28 for 260. Yeah, pretty good. Yeah, no, no, that isn't. You're right. It's an A game in these circumstances. It's what's needed. It's as good as you need to be to win in a route. I mean, I haven't seen Superman come out. A lot of the yards are yards after catch, yep. right? That, that because he has playmakers. Now he's putting him in a position with some space. Like he's, he, he he's made, he made about two. He made, he made two throw. He made two throws yesterday that very few quarterbacks in the history of the game can yeah, make. That's right. No, no. I mean, like, I don't. I haven't I, I'm, seen, I'm having a hard because time most seasons understanding key, the A game. Most seasons, key, Mahomes will have three or four games in a row where you go, "Oh my God, did you see that?" And then you look down, you go, "Oh my God, look at that!" Hasn't happened yet this year. Now they haven't needed it lately, but that. And my point is not to take away from them. My point is that's in there. If they need it, that should be in there. So when I look at them versus the Patriots. Mac Jones is never going to be able to. It's just not him. But Mahomes, if it gets, you know, in a close game, forget about the fact they also have Andy Reid to offset Belichick. Like, they have everything they need. They also have a quarterback who can do things the other guy can't. Which- did, you see the throw, did you see the throw yesterday from one side to the other side with it looting the rush, yeah. get through it all the way back across the field? Nobody – that, 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 that – Rodgers and Herbert, that's it. It's, it's that's not, it. Yeah. People don't do that yeah. in the National Football League. They don't take those chances, but he has the ability to do those sort of things. That's why I'm like, when you say complete game, I'm like, I don't know what else more A game and complete than that. But it, you know it is. You know how we go through these series of ebbs and flows. With I mean, look at this. Nobody it, does that, man. Nobody does no, that. Man. This is what everybody was complaining about. But still, where's like, when the, go where's the magical off. Mahomes play at? There it is right there. Off, yeah. When it's not at a high level and sustained, even though they're still winning games, like everybody was like, all right, like what's – What's going on here? Like, is he trying to force it? Like, is he trying to throw the ball downfield way too much? He's not taking the check down plays. It just seems like I've always said this. They have the highest ceiling out of any other team in right. the AFC. That, that's what I'm saying, that, that there is upside on yes. the Chiefs. It's not just that they're winning, but when I compare them to other AFC teams, and this is what I mean by A-game key, they are capable of taking it up a notch if the team that they're playing is giving them resistance that the Raiders didn't give them. 
right? They're capable of, oh, this, this one goes to 11, right? This final tap, right? Well, why don't you just set it to 10? Yeah, this one, they really can take it to 11 if they need to. They haven't had to recently. But, but they, they, took the, they, they took the Raiders' heart yesterday, and they, they yeah. can do that to pretty much every single team that's out there. We've seen it every single time that they've gone out there. There's been one or two plays on this winning streak that takes the heart from the opponent. Yeah. Uh, it, it may not have 48 points on the board every single week, but when you make a play or two, you know, that, that gut-wrenching, the big run up the gut late in the game was a nail in the coffin for sure. Yep, and Key has said it all, you said it all along, hey – they, were, they won this game 22-9. You hit, you know, Tyreek Hill doesn't drop this pass, whatever. All of a sudden, it's 30-something points, and people are saying everything's fine. And lo and behold, here they are. Straight talk wireless, no contract, no compromise. Why one NFL team could have a one-and-done head coach. The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max Podcast. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit... Your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. All right, you heard it. Time for No Huddle. Keyshawn, J. Will and Max, ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, ESPN2, Sirius XM Channel 80, your podcast, your smart speakers. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests join on the Goodyear hotline. Ready, guys? Let's get it. The Jacksonville Jaguars were shut out by the Tennessee Titans yesterday after the game. Jags head coach Urban Meyer addressed some of the recent controversies involving the team. Meyer denied both reports that he and receiver Marvin Jones had a screaming match and that he called his assistant coaches losers and said anyone leaking information (laughs) risks losing their job. Here's Urban Meyer on potential leaks. What's the answer? Uh, Start leaking information or some nonsense? No. No, that's nonsense. That's garbage that's uh, you know that's once again I've been very blessed I've not really dealt with that I've, I've not dealt with well did you hear what he said what no let's improve on offense and get our quarterback in a position to be successful that's our focus what someone's brother said or someone said someone said that will that will occupy very little of my time and if if there is a source that source is unemployed I mean within Eleven. seconds if so there's some source that's doing it. Within seconds, what does Urban's it. future look like in Jacksonville? I love it. I love the fact that Urban Meyer is addressing the situation of the leaks. That's what he should be doing. And another thing, I give him advice. I'll tell him, take this advice. 
Tell somebody something you want somebody else to know, and they'll go tell it. And that'll tell you right then that's part of your problem. You've got to be able to trust the people within your room and within your organization, regardless to what your history says in the past and the things that you may have alienated people with. Because what happens with the germs is you put that in somebody's mind, they will run and tell it to somebody else. I've seen it done many times over where you tell somebody something and they'll go tell somebody. So if I'm Urban Meyer, I'm putting that out there. That way I can find out who they are. Yeah. I mean, I'm for it. It's just, it's, it's always interesting when you don't have winning seasons, when you're losing at this rate, when a guy like Marvin Jones, who's a veteran, has issues. And even though he's addressing issues, like there's been multiple reports of t- players on the team talking to other players about how they feel their coach is. So, yeah, some things may be rumors, but I, I, it feels like there's more truth here than just rumors. Well, he probably is a, he probably is a prick. There's no question about it. He's a, he's a tough coach, but that's okay because once he gets his guys in there and his coaching staff, because when you come from college and you go to the pros and you've been in college basically a lifer, you don't have the connections that people think you do from a coaching standpoint in the National Football League. That's why when you see coaches go from one destination in the pros to another destination, they tend to take their assistant coaches with them because it's hard to build a staff, and he's coming from college. So, of course, he's going to have some coaches that are going to come and go. That door, that's going to be a rotating door for a year or two. And then again, find that leak, man. Yeah. I know how I can put, teach put him. Out. Oh, I'm, yeah, I'm that's say is that's, easy enough. That's yep. fine, but he's tried to bring some of his coaches in there, Chris Doyle being one of them. There has been a mass Chris, exodus, so no, no, not, it has nothing to do with Chris Doyle. I'm, I'm talking about saying, on okay, field. I know what you're talking about. I'm, I'm about saying he has coaches. had the opportunity to bring some of his guys in. Tom Brady beat his former AFC East rivals for the tenth straight time Sunday. <laughs> Poor Buffalo Bills used to have to play Belichick and Brady. Now it's Belichick then Brady. Oh. Anyway, becoming the first NFL, uh, the NFL's all-time completions leader, Tom Brady, and throwing his 700th touchdown pass for the winning score in Tampa Bay's 33-27 overtime victory. See, when I said fall off the cliff, what I meant was <laughs> the Buccaneers are on the brink of their first division title in 14 years. They didn't win the division last year. Here is the 44,000-year-old quarterback on the overtime win. We had a crosser called, and they, they kind of, you know, jumped Mike going across the field, left BP back there, and I just kind of picked him out, out of the corner of my eye and got it to him. He made a great catch and run. So he's got great speed. And uh, once I saw him in the open field, I was going to go, BP, run. And uh, he did. But our defense did a great job there at the end of the, uh, end of the game, holding him to a field goal, and then got him off the field there to start overtime and gave us a chance. And we made a couple of plays, but we all know we could play a lot better than that. Key, here's the question, though. Are you more impressed by the Bucks or concerned for the Bills? I ain't worried about the Bills. Bills did a good job of fighting back, but Tampa Bay got Tom Brady. And anytime you got that dude, when they went into overtime and they tied it up 27-27, I took a break from watching the game and walked <laughs> away because I knew exactly what was going to happen. I've seen this movie way too many times. Tom Brady gets the best of you in the end. That is the script. That is the movie. Get your popcorn and keep it moving. Yeah, I didn't see Eli Manning on the other team, uh, Jay. It was a wrap. They're still saying and watching the game, it seems like that was a PI on, on Diggs, you know, at the end, yeah. but they didn't call it. It, it is been. what it is. Yeah. It might it have is been, what it is. All I'm going to say is that Tom, Tom, Brady. Tom Brady is, uh, I mean, when you have six games with 350 plus passing yards, 
Let's just go and say the MVP is locked up. Like, the MVP is his. Well, like he cemented it. This I, he cemented it last night. Maybe I mean I, I, he's my leader now. I yeah. had him. I had him last couple of weeks. Rogers because he missed that game, but Rogers still has a chance because okay. he's balling out of control. But right. I, I think Brady I think is the front up. runner. You think it's locked up? You I think, think it's, it's locked done? Up. MVP done? Is it Tom Brady's key? I don't know. I don't know because uh, Kyler Murray plays tonight. Um, you know. Uh, Aaron Rodgers still has a few more games to go, but Brady certainly is is probably leading right now. But I don't know if in the end he gets the nod or not. Yeah, it just depends they, on what the other two it, do. What if Kyler Kyler Murray throws for five touchdowns tonight? Then all of a sudden next week, you know, so you just got to see. Yeah, he what, missed three games. Happen. He missed three games. But Rodgers, I wonder if Brady misses a game between now and the end of the season and it evens up. Maybe Cowboys head coach Mike McCarthy's confidence that the Cowboys would win paid off on Sunday. But it wasn't as easy as it initially appeared. Almost came back to bite him. Dallas led 24-0 and 27-8 before Kyle Allen replaced Taylor Heineke and led a 73-yard touchdown drive. Dak Prescott also threw an interception, which was run back for a touchdown. Washington's comeback bid came to an end when Allen fumbled with 224 remaining, allowing the Cowboys to hold on for the 27-20 win. Here is Dak Prescott on his team holding on for the win. Good team win. Um, obviously, we've got, we've got to do a better job of finishing on offense, but uh, credit to our defense. Um, two, two turnovers that I had, they, they got the ball right back, and uh, that, that's what, all I can ask for. That's all you can ask for is an offense. But as you said, got going pretty early, um, got, got a good lead, but then we've just got to, we've got to be able to, to, to finish it off and not let him back in the game. Here's a $64,000 question, Key. What did you think of Dak's performance? Well, he didn't play. He didn't play as great as he would have liked to. A couple of interceptions, as he mentioned there, he'd like to have back. Clearly, the one for this pick six, he'd like to have back. But look, here's what I'm gonna say: the Dallas Cowboys, as long as they can continue to play the way that they played on the defensive side of the ball, the defense had its day yesterday, where the offense at times sputtered along. That's gonna happen. Okay, everything's not gonna be perfect. We've seen many other quarterbacks in this league that are the top-notch dudes have a game or two where it struggled. So I'm not worried about Dak Prescott. I think they'll be fine moving down the line. Ezekiel Elliott came back in the game. They haven't didn't have Tony Pollard. But on the defensive side, when you have Michael Parsons and you have Demarcus Lawrence and Gregory and those guys coming to the party and Diggs playing the way that they played yesterday, you're going to win a whole lot of games. Jay? Prescott posted his lowest career QBR in this game. I, I, that's just fascinating to me. And, and look, I, I think he has all the upside in the world. Uh, not every game is going to be a great game. And like he said, you credit their defense. Randy Gregory coming back this week was huge for them. Parsons, defensive player of the year, in my opinion. Uh, but it, it will be something as he is the third highest paid quarterback in the league. We will be paying attention to this because, like we said, hey, Tony Powell out yesterday, Ezekiel Elliott, got a lot of the doses. But you want to see Dak Prescott continue to elevate the offense. We'll continuously talk about that. Gregory, Demarcus Lawrence, Parsons. It's, there's an embarrassment of riches, riches on yes. this team. When you look at playmakers on both sides of the ball, I'm not trying to hear any excuses. I'm not trying to hear any excuses. <laughs> like, they either get it done or they don't. They got it done. They won That's the game. right, Key. I'm setting them up. You know me. You understand what this is underneath this. And yet, it's true. That's right, I'm a Giants fan. And yet, it's true. Ravens quarterback Lamar Jackson suffered a right ankle sprain in Sunday's 24-22 loss to the Cleveland Browns, which puts a major question mark over the final four games of the regular season for Baltimore. Jackson walked out of the locker room in a protective boot. The Ravens currently hold the lead in the AFC North uh, for, for now. Here's ESPN Ravens reporter Jamison Hensley on Jackson's injury last night from primetime on ESPN Radio. 
the way he couldn't even put any weight uh, on his foot as he was being carted off the field uh, doesn't make a lot of people optimistic. I know that. Uh, but Jackson, he has been one of the more durable quarterbacks. Even though he has taken a lot of hits over his four-year career, he has never missed a game because of an injury. He missed a couple because of illness, nothing because of injury. So we'll see. I mean, the, the Ravens right now, they have, they have a half-game lead in the AFC uh, North over the Cincinnati Bengals, and they have four games remaining. But if Jackson can't go, they'll turn the ball over to Tyler Huntley, who nearly pulled off a remarkable comeback today. Yeah, how big a, a concern is this for the Ravens, Key? Who's the favorite in the AFC North now? Well, I mean, they still are the favorite, depending on whether or not Lamar is capable of playing. If, if Lamar is not in the game and he's not playing and he misses any time at all, it's probably going to be a wrap. It's probably going to wind up going down to Cincinnati and letting Cleveland climb back in the picture. Lamar is the key to their victory. And I understand Huntley made a nice little comeback and it was all exciting in the end. And we thought, oh God, here we go again with another win from him. He won a game earlier in the year when he took over for Lamar due to illness. But you got to have that dude. The dude is the most exciting, most electrifying, explosive player in the National Football League. If you cannot have him on the field, your chances, according to Keyshawn, not FPI, go way down. I will say this. I mean, um, it's Cincinnati's right now to lose. You got to go get it if you're Cincinnati. Lamar Jackson hurt even if he tries to play. Probably be ginger on that ankle. I was walking, thinking about how they finished down the stretch. Packers at home, at Bengals, Rams, and Steelers. I mean, that's a, that's a tough stretch down the end. And then you think about Cincinnati. I mean, obviously at Broncos, Ravens, Chiefs, Browns. I mean, um, they, they, they didn't pull it off last night. They tried to come back in the fourth, send the game into overtime for the Bengals against the 49ers. But you're still looking at that talent sitting there for sense, and you're like, all right, it's our opportunity. Go get it. Yeah, I mean, I take, take, forget about Zach Taylor for a second, the, uh, the, the Bengals coach who, like, you got to trust Burrow and, and, and Jamar Chase at the end of games, I think. I know you take what the defense gives you, Mixon's good. But anyway, putting that aside, Huntley looked good to me. But I agree with you, Key. It's a, there's a difference. There are levels. So Huntley looks good, and he can do a certain Lamar Jackson imitation because he can move and he can throw. But Lamar Jackson has won games this year for this team that no one else, no one else could have won. So that's why. Well, I'm glad you said it was imitation. <laughs> yeah, right. But, but, that, but, but it's a good. You have a quarterback who can approximate your starter. But Lamar Jackson, it's not just, oh, he's fast and he can throw. He's had three different games this year where anyone else is the quarterback and they lose, and we're not even talking about the Ravens. He is covered up for an enormous number of injuries on this team. If he can't go, they're cooked. you got to think they're cooked. All right. Emmett Golden, because we're on the AFC North, ESPN 850 Cleveland, joins us on the Goodyear Hotline, brought to you by Goodyear, making the plays that move you forward, Goodyear more driven. All right, Emmett. How are you feeling about the Browns' chances to win the North, given what happened yesterday? Uh, you don't feel great about it. You know, they're still in it, and all you can ask for is a chance. It felt like in the first half that the bye week, you know, kind of had some home cooking going uh, for the Browns, and they got some things fixed. But in the second half, it was more of the same. So, you know, I guess all that matters is that you win. But this offense has been struggling for most of the year to score points. And you guys know if you want to make the playoffs and do anything inside the playoffs, you're going to have to put numbers up on that scoreboard. And the Browns' offense is struggling to do that right now. Emmett, how do you feel right now about Baker? I mean, he was 22 or 32, a couple touchdowns there. You know, not great, not bad, but not great. 
Uh, how would you assess his play just yesterday only? Yeah, not great. <laughs> That's exactly how I would uh, describe it. You know, in the first half, again, it's like, wow, he has two touchdowns. You feel like, okay, Baker's got some stuff going. But in the second half, I mean, I'll give credit to the Ravens' defense because, you know, over the past two games with a bye week in between, they've really shut down the Browns' running game. And Baker's a different guy when Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt's running all over the place. They didn't have that element of the offense. And it seems like a lot of teams in the NFL, they're willing to take their chances with Baker Mayfield as long as they can stop the run game of the Browns. So I thought Baker was okay. And, you know, I still feel like the jury is kind of out. And after four years, you you would hope that you'd have a verdict, right? Um, But I think last year he was okay, or last week anyway. Um, I think he was okay. so yesterday, Emmett Miles Garrett broke the Browns' single season record for sacks in a season, uh, which is just crazy. What are your thoughts on that, and what has he meant to the defense and this team this year? Uh, Miles is amazing, you know, and I really do believe he was the first piece to kind of turn this team around. You know, after going one and thirty-one, you know, the Browns. You know, uh, took him number one overall, and you could see right away that he was going to be a dominant force uh, in the NFL, and he's the thing that gets this defense going. You know, early on, the defense really didn't have continuity because they had a lot of new pieces, but you could count on Miles Garrett, and here he is, you know, in the defensive player of the year um, race, and him and T.J. White, yeah, I think it's going to come down to one of those guys but when you have a guy like Miles getting after the quarterback and you have solid corners like the Browns do, then it, that usually benefits the defense greatly. So I think the Browns' defense, led by Miles Garrett, is good enough to make some noise in the playoffs. They just got to fix that offense. Okay, that's Ravens-Browns. But when you look over at Cincinnati, and Joe Burrow really kind of had the handcuffs on at the end of that game. They kind of duped the Bengals into, you know, Hey, run the ball. Look, look, we're not going to stop you. Run the ball. Just don't, don't give it to Joe Burrow and, uh, and let him find Jamar Chase or one of these guys. Is there any sense, Emmett, I'm just trying to get a sense of Cleveland right now, that, you, that, that fans look over at Cincinnati and think, damn, if we had a real baller like Joe Burrow, is there any of that going on? There's a little bit of it. Not a whole lot. You know, again, last time I talked to you guys, I brought up how you know, Cleveland really does love Baker Mayfield. He got so much equity with the fan base when he went on the road to Pittsburgh and beat Ben Roethlisberger, who just toyed with the Browns most of his career. And for him to have that success, it meant a lot. So uh, this fan base, is, it feels like this is our guy. And, yeah, Burrow looks amazing. And, obviously, Lamar Jackson is Lamar Jackson. So you look around the AFC North, you go, man, there are some great quarterbacks, but there's a lot of loyalty among this fan base to Baker Mayfield because he was able to do what nobody in the past 20-plus years was able to do for the Browns. So there's not a lot of envy with the fan base, but, yeah, Joe Burrow, uh, he's a good one. Ohio boy, so, you know, we, we pull for him after Baker for sure. Yeah, but everybody's pretty loyal to Baker here. I mean, as you look at the Browns, and I changed my – mind on them like babies change diapers it's like one minute I say this the next minute I say that about them what do you think their chances are in making the playoffs do they got to win the division or could they somehow slide into one of those sneaky seven spots I'll say they have to finish four well three and one now you know I would say over the last five games you got to finish four and one they started that yesterday 
uh, with again with the win against the Ravens. I'd say the only game they can afford to lose is that Christmas Day game against Green Bay, but they have to win all their uh, division games, and they got to beat uh, the Raiders next week on Saturday. I think four and one will get them in one way or another, but that probably will win the division, and that's the safest way to do it. So they need to go on a run. And last year, after the bye week, Kevin Stefanski was able to do that. Um, now I don't know if it's too little, too late, but tons of pressure on this team. If they don't finish four and one, there'll be no postseason for the Browns. Mm. It's a problem, um, Emmett. I, I, before we let you go quickly, you said there's a lot of loyalty, and 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 I that that stayed with me in Cleveland for Baker because he went and beat the Pittsburgh Steelers in the playoffs. But since you told us that. I've heard mixed things out of Cleveland about Baker, that there is a kind of undercurrent or a segment of the fan base. In fact, he even had to address it, right, and call them stupid at some point. Do you mean to tell me that what you told us last, I don't know, maybe that was about a month ago or so, six weeks Mm -hmm. ago, still remains, or has that changed at all? Why are there fans that he has to address now? Well, I mean, it, it is. There's uh, there's cracks in the armor, you know. I will I will say that. But the diehard Baker fans, man, they'll they'll be ready to fight you if you say anything bad. I, I always uh, go back to the old "In Living Color" skit. You better not say nothing bad about Miss Jenkins, right? Because his fans will not go for it. But yeah, there are some fans. There are some fans in Cleveland that are, are are really disappointed because last year, coming off of last year, you're like, yo, the Browns are going to go to the Super Bowl this year, and everybody was so excited, and this season has been anything but exciting. It's really been disappointing. Now, you know, the team is much better than they've been over, um, like I said, the past 20 years, but a lot of people are disappointed, and they look at Baker because he hadn't played as well as he did last year. We but, get, we're yeah. up against it, Emmett. It's my fault. Thank you very much, Emmett. Golden co-host of the next level with Emmett and Gerard on ESPN 850 Cleveland. Did we see Aaron Rodgers' final games versus the Bears as a Packer? The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max Podcast. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.